0: everyone to the Game Ball Podcast. I am your host Tom Schuster. Joining me tonight is Mark Myers. Tonight we'll be discussing big news from the latest Nintendo Direct and reviewing our retrolet game, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater for the Sony PlayStation. But before we get to all of that, Mark, what have you been playing?
1: Yeah, so um I'll leave the big thing that we've both been playing till the end. Um but I will start off with um I have gone through two chapters of Life is Strange, True Colors, and it's really good. Um, yeah, the, the thing I like about it is that it, which was different than when I tried to get into Life is Strange 2, is that right from the beginning, the writing and, and the charm is there um, to sort of grab you, um, and the updated graphics and and animations, um, you know, take it over, you know, uh, the original Life is Strange, which is why I am very curious to see what the remaster looks like uh, for Life is Strange. um. Because it's not so much like a watercolor anime, like, um, effect on the characters. It's more, it's very realistic, um, now. So I want to see if that changes that game. But so you play as Alex, um, who's going to a small town, and essentially she has the power of empathy where she can feel what other people are feeling, like, as though she's like having the same exact emotion. Um, so, so far through it, you're just working through puzzles of, trying to get people to overcome those emotions or calm them down, or... Uh, there's a really good uh, one with the uh, flower shop lady, which I won't spoil. Um, that is that is pretty good and hit a little close to home. Um, and the, the entire relationships in this game um, harken back more towards Life is Strange, where I definitely have a hatred towards most characters, but, you know... Um, or, or it's just say, I should have hatred towards uh, most of the characters that you're supposed to have hatred towards and love the ones I'm supposed to love. Oh, they good. do. Yeah, they do blend in that gray area, um, which is good, which is what made the first game uh, so great. Like the the arc of Victoria's story in that first game where you absolutely hated her because she was mean girl in the first episode or two. And then by the end, you're literally like trying to save her life. Um, spoilers for like a seven year old game or six year old game, whatever it is at this point. I, I, think, um, I
0: think we reached the uh, the limit there.
1: yeah uh, so you know and the the small town they're in is perfect um, because it's not a huge scale. it's a little more open world than uh, than the last life of strange that I played through. Uh, the one thing that's pretty cool about this one um, that I didn't realize I used as a crutch in the last one, and I think it's a it's an improvement is that uh, the first one, her power was that she could rewind time. So every time you make like a big decision, you get to see the outcome, and then you can rewind time and choose the other one if you like that one better. (laughs) Um, In this one, when you're making your like story-important choices, um, some more important than others, um, you get one shot at it. It's like, hey, you either do this, you either do A or B, and you'll see what happens. You know, no way of going back there's no hard saves all auto saves um so that, that would be a problem for me <laughs> so um it encourages multiple playthroughs essentially um but there's most of the hard choices has been pretty easy uh, in terms of knowing the way i'm playing alex to you know decide um yeah it, it's really good it's definitely going to be a contender for game of the year with me um just like the first one was um but i got about i think two more ch- three more chapters to go i believe it's five chapters um so we'll see how it finishes up see if it sticks the landing um a little bit better than the first life of strangers did um you can see i think there's an article on the main from when i thought they you know didn't completely stick the landing there but it was still my favorite game uh, I, I playing mean, yeah got
0: the the idea of her power being the power of empathy is a really interesting an interesting uh, approach for like a superpower like you i i I don't think I've ever seen that used in like a cinematic sense so it, it's interesting to see how because myself I would consider myself an empath so it's interesting to see how you could turn that into like a superpower I, I think yeah. that's really cool that they've used that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a little video gamey at times um, when you're in it where, you know, you yeah just being generalizing here. um, You like you feel the emotion, um, which she does the dumb video game thing of putting her hand out. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How else is she going to feel it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So and then there and then you get to look around the room and see points of interest that may be making her the person or uh, feel um, the way they're feeling. So a little bit, you know, video game puzzle thing with it. Um, But the way the scenes play out are are pretty cool. Yeah, and the one thing that maybe I'm a little late to the party knowing this, but apparently the Life is Strange universe is at least games one, uh, the DLC before the storm and this game are in the same universe. um, Like the same world, essentially. um, Because uh, uh, one of the characters, Steph, in this game... um, was in before the storm which was the prequel to Life is Strange. Interesting. So, I I, like don't, that. I yeah, I don't know if it's going to have any impact, but you know, if you're going to name a game something and it's all about teenagers having superpowers, might as well put them in the same world because it would be hard to explain that there's three different worlds where this takes place.
0: Um but yeah, I I'm, um I'm always on board for an expanded universe. I like yeah, that.
1: Yeah, and it's very much YA as as we were describing one time in a stream chat, you know. But uh but I love it. There's some there's some really good writing in it. Um, at least for the genre. You know, we're not talking like Hades level writing where there's like at least a million pages of dialogue and you never see the same one twice. But um yeah, so I've been really enjoying that game. Um I uh I, because I'm a masochist, I paid the uh, $10 for the upgrade for Death, Stra- uh, Death, Strand- Death Stranding um, for the PS5 version um, to get those new sweet, sweet levels. Get that Kojima hit. Um, it's, what, what? A very, it's a very funky, um, the, like, to export your save, you have to, in the PS4 version, you have to go to a delivery station to export your save. So essentially, you're delivering your save. And it made me laugh out loud when that prompt came up <laughs> could, um,
0: they, could they make it more kojima please
1: oh yeah i haven't gotten there first thing is my character wakes up and the character die hardman um is like i got an urgent thing for you i'm like oh i'm in with so um that's great the only downside is um the way that game works um i had a whole bunch of stuff on me um but to be able to start the new game um I had to tell. I had to do the teleportation thing to the another region on the map, so I lose all my stuff. Uh, I'm guessing they're assuming that when you beat the game, you're on that that you don't go to the other regions. That you're already in that region um, because that's where you end the game, right? Um, but I went to the another region because I was rebuilding my roads. So, um, but yeah, yeah. So so far, you- it looks a lot better. Yeah, good.
0: I was like, did you get to build more roads? I know that's like your big thing in this game.
1: I finished it. All, all the roads have been built.
0: Okay, so they didn't give you more roads to build. Not yet in this.
1: <laughs> Not yet. Um, apparently, there's going to be a racetrack somewhere, so I'm wondering if there's going to be new roads. Or um, um, I haven't gotten deep into it because I'm, you know, really into finishing Life is Strange. And oh, um, well, I guess our the third game I've been playing. Um, yeah, so uh, I purchased Deathloop. Um, didn't get was able to get it. I wasn't able to get it on um, the Friday it came out because I was out of town. But uh, I did get it and finally started playing it this weekend right before we started streaming here. Um, I really like the, pardon the pun, the loop of the game. Um, and the the only thing that may um, end up being one of those frustrating things, just because I'm not really that highly skilled at games, um, is that the, the invasion system with Juliana... Like, um, right before I ended, I lost the loop where I had a lot of, uh, points, the residium points. Um, and right before I got to the exit, uh, she invaded. And it was like literally right by the door that leads to the exit. And if, uh, quick, now a spoiler, but for those of you who don't know when it's very early in the game, it's in the prologue, like when they're teaching you the tutorial part, um, when Julian invades, whether human or, com- or NPC, um, or AI, I should say, not an NPC. Um, they close off your exit to the level, and you have to kill her or go to a special place to open up the the exit again. Um, so it might. I'm hoping it doesn't turn into one of those situations where, like in Red Dead 2, where I do the task that took me two hours to do, and then I lose it all because of a random invasion. Um, but besides that, I'm loving the, the shooting. Feels real good. Um, the powers I'm liking so far. Um, I had two of them, but I lost one of them, you know, because I didn't exit with it. Um, and yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to playing more of it, um, especially tonight. And hopefully I, with the way, um, friend of the podcast, Jonathan mentioned, um, should be able to have it done by, um, uh, the next time we record, hopefully, unless if it just takes me a very long time, cause I'm terrible at video games, but I'm curious. Cause I know you are also playing a top.
0: Yes. So I have not played as much as you because my life has been a, a yeah. absolute nightmare for the last like 2 weeks uh just because it's it's been super busy around here but I did get to play about an hour and a half of it so I got through the tutorial mission and I started the second mission and I do like the mechanic of well not the mechanic I guess it, it's more of the there's more lore if you want it like the like like in Fallout and game and like Destiny and games like that where you can go searching for more lore like you can log into a computer and read emails and stuff like that if you do really want to uh and it's pretty funny it's not a spoiler because it's in the first mission if you if you log into your email and you click on the spam email it alerts all the people that you are in your apartment and they come to try to kill you yeah it's i thought that was pretty funny i thought that was a pretty pretty cool thing to do in there uh but so far yeah it feels really good it will, I, we should probably disclose, we're both playing on PS5.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So the controller feels good. Like, it has adaptive triggers and stuff, so it takes a minute to get used to that stuff, but I was surprised at how much I liked playing a first-person game with the, the PS5, the DualSense, because I have not enjoyed first-person games in the past with, like, the DualShock 4 or the Dual, DualShock 3. I always, pre- that- I always preferred the the offset like an xbox controller but for whatever reason this one feels much better i guess it's because it's bigger it makes because i have big hands so having that controller fit in my hands for once feels good but yeah uh it looks great I it it looks amazing but uh i'm hoping to get more into it like the characters it's funny so far like the like the dialogue is all really really good really well written um it's it's a Bethesda game, so you gotta be careful. And every once in a while, you'll get a glitch. Like I had a <laughs> I had a glitch happen to me. I got through like the I got through the first mission, and I went to go do the second mission, and like the whole thing soft locked. Like okay. you know how where you go to the next mission, you like you hit circle to um like get out of that menu to get into the mission. Like it, I hit circle, yeah. and it just stayed there, and then nothing happened. I had to like hard reset the game. Oh. So. Um, so it was, it, that was a little annoying, but I was like, all right, it's, it's the first day this game game came out. I'll, I'll cut it a little slack. But other yeah. than that, I mean, I, I, I haven't found it too difficult. I'm usually not good at sneaking, which there's a lot of sneaking in this game, but I've been, I've been doing all right. And I'm really excited to get more into it. Hopefully in the next coming weeks, I don't know that I'll finish it. Cause it's, they say it's like 18, 10, like 18 to 20 hours. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, yeah. Then the yeah, the one thing I had. Did you have you had the menu issue yet? The men,
0: the like in in where during do, gameplay, where you go
1: into the menu and then you go to back out and it doesn't back out and the game basically soft locks. Well,
0: that's basically what happened in that in that menu when I was going from one mission to the other. It's basically the same issue. Okay. So,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I paused to uh, check something on one of the clues I got and then when I tried to back out, it just yeah. yeah the, so.
0: menu, the the menu likes to do its own thing. for whatever reason i don't know why i don't know what like if it's an overlay thing like it pulls up that the menu overlay and then it doesn't know what to do when you try to get rid of it yeah yeah it definitely i've had the soft lock there so
1: yeah i had the i had the 15 second lock recently uh where the game just freezes and then like 15 to 30 seconds later it comes back on um
0: It's got. It's got, It's a Bethesda game. You gotta. It, know yeah. It's it's upcoming. gonna get
1: patched. I'm not yeah. worried about that. There were some people I was reading in the Reddit because I just wanted to make sure there wasn't like a, a trick to like um you know go to the PlayStation home screen and go back in and it'll take the menu thing off. Um. And so I went to Reddit and checked that and there's a whole bunch of people going oh I'll just wait for the patch. Plenty of games to play. And I'm like okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. You see. I,
1: it, it, and thankfully when I. Um, the only thing was one guy had a true complaint. He was, said he was two hours into like a loop, and then it did that, and he lost all progress because basically you go back to your checkpoint, like your when you start that as uh, time of day.
0: I would have to kill somebody. <laughs> I went. That would be my red dead moment. Yeah. If you want to go. Yep. I'm. I'm not playing this anymore. Also, yeah. waiting for the patch is a terrible idea. Yeah. You I forget so, about I, it. Well that's what I kept I keep saying I keep saying that for Cyberpunk I'll I'll just wait for the next patch. I'll wait for the next patch and then I just don't care. I haven't <laughs> I played it for like an hour and yeah. I just haven't touched it since cuz I was just waiting for it to get better but it's yeah. it hasn't.
1: Yeah, I pushed my way through it. Um, eventually
0: eventually I will get back to that game cuz I purchased it twice so I'm going to play it at some point.
1: Yeah, I was listening to um a podcast um you know talking about Cyberpunk um and you know a lot of the things they said i don't know if i said this on our podcast but it made me reminisce and and even consider going back in but um that, you know there is there is like there's some kind of a like a kernel of a game in there um that is really good but they need it like another year oh yeah <laughs> to to make it work well
0: the biggest problem with cyberpunk which is a problem i have with games in general today is that they told everybody about it before they had anything. Yeah. Like, they had nothing, and they were already starting to talk about this game and hype it up, mm-hmm. which was a mistake. Because as soon as you announce a game, you need to have something, or else people are just going to make up their own ideas about what it is, and it's going to get overhyped, overblown, and if you if it's not the greatest game in the world, then everybody's going to hate it. And that's what happened to Cyberpunk. It's happened to other games. I'm so glad it did not happen to Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah because they they actually had something when they were talking about it and it didn't take 10 years. It took a while, but it didn't take 10 yeah. or 12 years or however long Cyberpunk took cuz I think they announced Cyberpunk before Witcher 3 came out. Yeah. So that tells you how old Cyberpunk is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and 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 that that tangent there is just to talk about this game has issues, but it's more Bethesda junk jank issues than Cyberpunk game breaking issues. So the waiting for the patch doesn't really apply to this game. Um, That's my long way around with that. Um, Because essentially the game works fine. Game is great. Um, You know, I'm eager to get into the thing where you start setting the dominoes up um, for killing the visionaries um, and trying to get it done in one loop. Um, I'm already getting some clues into how to do that. Um, But yeah, I'm having fun with it. Um, And then, uh, yeah, looking forward to diving back in. Yeah, me too.
0: Uh, yeah. it, like I keep thinking about going to play it, and then I just realize how tired I am, and I can't, I can't continue playing it at the yeah. at the exact moment I want to. But I yeah. will get to it.
1: That, that's what I did yesterday when I came home from from your party. It was <laughs> yes. I was like I'm gonna play it, and I'm just sat there I'm like no, and then I was like oh Death Stranding, I'll just do that.
0: Yeah, that happens to hour. me too. Like I'll I'll be like oh, I wanna, I want to I want to play Death Loop and then or you know whatever Kingdom Hearts whatever. And I go. I just don't feel like getting into it right now. I'll just, yeah. I'll just play Switch Online. Yeah,
1: something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, with the, I think there's only a couple more games the rest of the year that I absolutely need to play. So
0: yeah, there's only really one for me at this point. It's I think Horizon, Forza Horizon Five will be it from, and I won't even have to purchase that because it'll be on Game Pass. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So something else I played. Um recently digital foundry did did a df retro on the f-zero franchise and there have there's been a couple of like weird f-zero games that haven't come out in the us like there was there was something in japan called the Satellaview, which is basically like a download service for nintendo for their for some of their games where there's an a link there's a link to the past rom hack not a rom hack but it's like a special edition where I think I'm pretty sure you play as Zelda. And there's yeah. also some uh a Satellaview special edition for F Zero. And I watched that video, I was like, I, I need to try out this Satellaview F Zero. So I went through and I started playing I and I started playing this F Zero game and it's it's I mean it's fairly similar to the original game. Same music and everything, but new cars, new tracks, and new some new mechanics, which I thought was really cool. But it's tough, it's a tough game. Like F Zero is some is ba- pretty simple and pretty easy, but this had a lot more challenging uh, uh difficulty, and I imagine that's because it's a Japanese-only game. They would probably have changed it if it came to the U.S. I would imagine just a little bit just to balance it or whatever. But uh, it was a lot of fun, and if you have a way of getting hold of that, I highly recommend it. And uh, Mark, I'll let you know how you can get a hold of that that Zelda game. <laughs> yes, uh, but the yeah,
1: DMs are open. <laughs>
0: But yeah, I was playing that on the Mister, and my God, I love this thing. I I can't I can't praise it enough. Like if I had gone if I went back to 2014 or 15, whatever I started like really like collecting and stuff, and this I, this wasn't a thing yet. If I could tell myself to just wait, I would I would just would have waited and not spent money on anything and just got a Mister and yeah. got because there's like you don't need anything. And I am a proponent for original hardware and this thing as as much as as much as humanly possible it de- it delivers on being cycle accurate yeah I'm glad and, it's working out for you yeah like mark i if you like if in the, in the future I would say like if if you get tired of doing the the, the computer emulator thing which we don't do of course no uh i highly recommend I my rec-
1: my uh, legitimate systems break is what the, you need
0: Yes, exactly. I highly recommend a Mister, uh, because it it's just, like you can just load it all up onto a on a memory card, all of the all of the cartridges you own, and just you know you could play you could play anything from like Sega Mark III from Japan to the you could play Neo Geo and Super Nintendo and Genesis, and they're working on a PlayStation Core and a Saturn Core. Once those come out. I may never touch my original systems just for the mere fact that I don't want them to die.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Put them on display.
0: That's basically what they'll be. That's basically what it'll be. They'll Everything will just be a display piece at that point because I can literally play anything I want on those. Like we'll have to still use PS2s and Xboxes, but those I feel like, especially mine because I have a, I have a hard drive in my PlayStation two. It doesn't have as much wear and tear on it, but yeah i once the ps1 core and the saturn core come out i'm pretty much never touching original hardware again just for the mere fact that i don't want them to you know and end up in a landfill and i can still if i really want that experience of putting a disc in and playing i can do it but yeah this i if you if you have the ability to get your hands on a mr setup do it if you're into retro Retro, games yeah yeah. if you're into retro games old arcade games because there's a million arcade games on this thing too so if you have the ability or desire to play retro arcade or console games get a mister go to go to uh retro rgb.com they have a whole setup there so go check that but that's pretty much all i've been playing uh we might as well get right into it so nintendo had been like trying to sneak around and do fcc filings about controllers and things <laughs> Uh, and well, it, it wasn't necessarily a controller. It was it the the FCC like the code that they used to to for controllers was filed, and it was like almost the same as the Super Nintendo controller for Switch Online. It was like one number off, was so like one number higher. So everybody's like, They'll oh, never know. right. So everybody's like, oh, that that must mean something's coming to Switch Online. Yeah. For whatever reason, everybody thought it was Game Boy. Like I understand yeah, that why, I understand why they you might think it's Game Boy, because Game is easy to emulate, but I don't think anybody gives a shit about Game Boy. Unless it's Pokemon or the or the Wario game Mario Wario games. Yeah. I don't think anybody cares. Yeah, and Metroid
1: 2 maybe, but
0: Right, maybe Metroid, but there's not a lot of people clamoring for a Game Boy game. And most most it, most games that people are clamoring for are Pokemon. And I'm sure Poke, I'm sure Game Freak or whatever has something to say about having every Pokemon game on there when people can still buy them in the eShop for 3DS and Wii U. So I started hearing rumblings about it. Oh, it's it's could be an N64 controller, and I was like, okay. And then they they moved up the date for the like the the uh, what's new for? It's not like a non compete. It's like a it's what whatever it is that allows people to see what they filed for. They moved that date up. Like 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 six months to Friday, Thursday or Friday or whatever it was. Yeah. So everybody's like, all right, they got to do an announcement before this comes that. out. Uh so Nintendo quickly. I don't. I don't know how. I mean, I imagine they had to plan for this, right?
1: Yeah, like, I think they had some things ready to go, and they just threw it together to kind of get all this stuff out. Um, because they also announced within this direct, they announced two other directs that are going to be taking place right, later. That was
0: the, that was, we'll get to that. But that was really weird to me. But
1: So I think they were like, we got these handful of games, we have this, we have the like fever dream announcement that we'll get to at the end. Um, but yeah, I think that's sort of what they did. Not not as quickly as we think. Um, I think they've been planning this a while. Yeah. You know, going, hey, we need to have another direct at this time. And then this thing happened. And they were like, all right, let's just drop what we have on this date. And I think that's why this direct looked a little jumbled but still great
0: yeah i i, I think nintendo has figured these directs out they've because they left e3 a long time ago and we're doing these tree houses directions like that so yeah. at this point i think they've got it pretty well figured out there were some like real some question marks but we'll we'll get into all of that like there's some stuff that i just don't care about so i'm gonna just highlight some things that i thought look really cool Uh, And Mark, if I don't mention things that you you would like to talk about, feel free to jump in. Yeah. Uh, I love that they open the game they opened with. It's the first time I wanted to play a Kirby game in my whole life. The Kirby in the Forgotten Land is a it looks like an open world Kirby game where there's no like there's no people. It's like it's like a post apocalyptic Kirby game, which I thought was a really cool concept.
1: Yeah. 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 It's just um, I haven't. I I've played Kirby games, but haven't played them enough to like be ultra like hype about this. But um, I am down for any game on the Switch at this point because um, they haven't really had a bad one.
0: Yeah, I just feel like Kirby's like the perfect character for them to take to the three di- to a three dimensional game. Like, it, yeah, I, I I was racking my brain, and I don't even Kirby sixty four is not three-dimensional it's a side scroll, which i was like why have they never taken kirby into three dimensions it it just like it blew my mind that they didn't have haven't done it and i think that he's like the perfect character because you can do all kinds of exploring and stuff being kirby you can float and fly and everything else so i i think it's going to be interesting to see what they what they come out with after the trailer
1: yeah yeah and the and to specify, I meant the Nintendo first-party games on Switch. There's probably been plenty of third-party games that have been great, but um, a lot of garbage out there. Yeah, um, yeah, that, that's that's the thing. Like Nintendo is the one I, I'm going through my head. Like I don't know if the other uh, hardware manufacturers, you know, with their first-party stuff, can just out of nowhere like pull things and go and go. Yeah, here. Yeah, here's a Kirby game. Oh yeah, Kirby. I love Kirby. You know, sort of like response to it. Um, yeah. You know, there's they have such a vast array of um, you know characters like that, and I get Smash Brothers is helping keeping them all in 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 players' minds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the idea that I'm sitting here where I I barely played the Super Nintendo one, um, and I'm going, yeah, try out a Kirby game.
0: Yeah, I mean it I was totally me, yeah, it just totally shows you
1: what how good they're doing.
0: Yeah. I would totally pick this cup game up and play it. Um, but I think it's I think we need to wait a little bit and see what they have in store cuz you never know. I I I'm sad because I don't think um what's his name is involved with uh Sakurai because they're they're holding him hostage until that last DLC fighter is revealed, which so I'm just gonna get into it real quick. Uh, they announced that there will be another direct on October 5th to name the final DLC character of for Super Smash Brothers. Like, why, why, why waste the five minutes to tell us that? We we get it. You're gonna like just announce it next week. Why? I like it's like I never understand when they're like teasing another direct when they're in one.
1: Yeah, it's 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 because they know people will watch the smash brothers direct, you know, like it's one it's that and Pokemon, maybe animal crossing where they can just do a direct dedicated to that. And people will.
0: Exactly. And then, and then they go, Oh yeah. And then we're gonna like, like, Oh, we're going to tell you more about animal crossing. Uh, just kidding. It's getting its own direct in October. Mm -hmm. Also. Yeah. Like, all right, guys, just don't tell us I'm all right.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. It's just, yeah, it, it that was the funny part. It was it was like the whole you know going oh okay uh oh right, yeah of course we'll do an Animal Crossing thing here yeah that makes sense in this direction oh this is just an advertisement
0: yeah like okay. we don't need we don't need your own commercials throughout this thing. <laughs> um, another thing I really didn't care about is I, I realized how little I give a shit about Splatoon Splatoon three. I did I not never care. played it so like yeah like I had no interest. I like shooters and. Splatoon is technically a shooter and I just don't just don't care at all like they I I feel like they were holding it till the end for like a big reveal and I was just like oh Splatoon okay yeah it's
1: it and I see the appeal but like I said I never played it so you know I'm not gonna you know put a harsh criticism on it or anything but um you know it it sells well I see it all over you know Twitter and you know but well, when it does come out, people talking about it. So there's definitely an audience there for it. Um, I just wish they didn't make it so ass-backwards to play with your friends in it. Um, and that you have, you have to download an app and then use the app to talk to your friends.
0: That's my biggest gripe with it. Like, if I could just get on... Like, like they need to talk to somebody from Xbox. Because if I could just get on and play Splatoon with friends, I would think about it. But I don't want to to open an app, connect get a stupid adapter to connect my phone to my headphones, to my mic. Like, I don't, I don't want to do that. I like the, I remember when they showed the the diagram to try to hook your headset and controller up to your phone. I was like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen because nobody is going to do this. They're just going to use discord like normal human beings. Like it it just blew my mind. I I was like, I couldn't understand why anybody would do that anyway.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's just um I'm glad it wasn't the final announcement. Me yeah, this it it ended this direct ended the way it should have ended.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's not a whole I mean, there's a couple interesting things. I've Castlevania Advance Collection, which was I thought interesting. Uh so it's all of the GBA uh Castlevanias and also Castlevania Dracula X yeah, coming out in a a four game pack for the Switch. I thought that was really weird. Like Dracula X is like the black sheep of the castlevanias i feel like and they were like oh we'll just throw it in there like they couldn't yeah. just put three games in there i don't know it just seemed weird to me
1: at this point um i heard somebody say this so i'm not gonna take 100 percent credit for this it just seems like a lot of these like third-party nintendo um you know konami in this case with with castlevania um right it's konami right i'm not dreaming that yeah uh, yeah it's been a long week <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it's, it's just like, hey, the Switch is selling, at least in Japan, you know, it's selling here too, but, you know, it's like they're looking at it going, we got to get anything we have on that and just make money. You know, we have these things we can remaster for pretty cheap, throw them on there, all of them, you know, it, it's not going to be that hard, they're, you know, they can all go in one cartridge, we can save money, boom, and they'll s- set it at $30, 40 and we'll be able to fund the next game, Yeah, you know, maybe- with that.
0: If they would would just take the money they make off of this and just make a new two D Castlevania, I'd be happy. Like just, just give me something. Like they they haven't. I I feel like they haven't released a a real Castlevania game on a on a real console. I say real console. The G G not the GBA or the DS in quite a long time. So I think I think we're we're primed for another Castlevania. Again, this could just be a like a uh, a temperature test to see how many people actually want Castlevania, you know. Uh, and also, while we're on the subject of uh, retro stuff, ActRaiser Renaissance, a remaster version of ActRaiser, came out also on its Shadow Drop that day, which I've heard some very mixed reviews on. Uh, it kind of looks like a mobile game. It's kind of weird. Like you would, you would think that if they knew this was coming out, like they would. They would make sure that it plays just like the old game but i'm hearing all kinds of stuff saying it does not play like the old game i
1: i guess it's another instance of you know a developer not really knowing the switch is popular but not really understanding why and just thinking it's uh, handheld so we can do it kind of like mobile yeah just just have it that way well you know
0: weird the weird thing about this game though is it came out on the ps4 too yeah like it just it's just weird like it just it, and it just doesn't it they like tried to add in all this story these story elements and stuff to the game and it's just not it like really extends the play time unnecessarily um but i've i don't know i've heard mixed things about it if you want to see a video on the on it go check out GameSack. they did a review of it like the day it dropped so go check that out and let us know what you think about act razor renaissance and if you played the original Actraiser. I know uh, one of, our friend Dan likes Actraiser, so I'd be interested yes. to hear people's opinions on that. Um, okay, so also another square title. Uh, Project Triangle is now called Triangle Strategy. Real great name. Downgrade. Real great. You should have just left it Project Triangle Strategy. You should have just left yeah. it there instead yeah. of dropping it. Just just leave yeah. it the way it is. The, the,
1: best, the best joke that I saw with someone was like, why is a company called Square making a game about triangle? <laughs> I was like, that's that's the that's the most care you need to put into a joke about that game. Yeah, um, I love the HT HD two D. So um, I do too. It'll be interesting to see if the game, you know, once we uh, this is a game that I'll definitely wait to see people talk about, you know, whether Twitter reviewers uh, before I purchase or go forward with it. Uh, but yeah, I. I, I love the look at it of oh, look at it look of it uh and you know sometimes that's enough for me but you know um especially if it's if it's one of those games where it's going to take a while i need to know that it's at least fun
0: yeah so. yeah i mean i since they did octopath in this style yeah. like i'm okay with this style give me like give me a final fantasy 6 remake in this style it doesn't have i don't need it to be final fantasy 7 remake and just give give me like final fantasy 2 of uh, 4 and 6 in this style and i'd be happy. Which i guess the pixel remasters are so, kind of like that, but i Not i need this. i need way. this. I need yeah. this 2D 3D thing. I need yeah. the uh tilt shift. Give me that. Yeah. Uh more square news. I know everyone's been clamoring for it. Chocobo GP is coming to the Switch. Now, have you ever played Chocobo Racing on the
1: PlayStation?
0: No. So it's well. This look, just looks like Mario Kart with Chocobo. Yeah,
1: it, the fidelity doesn't look great though. No, it
0: yeah. it, it, it does not look great. But it <laughs> like you can have up to sixty four player like uh multiplayer. I don't know how. I guess it would be tournaments if they do it that way. But yeah, it's uh it's it's a thing. If you like Chocobos and you like Final Fantasy, check out Chocoboji. Uh, let's see Anything else of Metroid Dread got an extended trailer. It looks good. It it still looks good. Uh, I'm sure Kurt will be telling us how much he's looking forward to it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, that yeah yeah um, yeah. I may pick it up at some point, but there's a lot of games where they fall. I, I've noticed that with other systems that are not Xbox. There's a lot of games that fall into that. I might check it out one time that I'll probably never check out. That like I downloaded Lost in Random on Game Pass, <laughs> and we'll probably play that because. Yeah. Oh, know, yeah, like, like if, was a game pass. I feel like Nintendo
0: needs a game pass. I would play a lot more of these games in a game pass.
1: Nintendo will never do that and I for, know, the one, <laughs> for the I one I know they
0: wouldn't do it, but if they did, that I feel oh, yeah. like Metroid Dread is a game I would, I would play on it.
1: It's one of those things as I gotten older and understood um the industry a little better. Nintendo is not going to do any of that just because Nintendo Nintendo doesn't even like reduce the price on their games. Yeah, first party games <laughs> you'd be yeah.
0: You'd be really lucky yeah. to get a game on sale. They'll do they'll do them every once in a while, but it's like once every six months or something or longer even. But yeah, Metroid Dread it needs to, for me to check it out. I think it needs to be forty dollars for me to to jump into it. Yeah. That's, but that's just me. It's just me. Yeah. Uh Let's see, Shadowrun Trilogy is coming to Switch. I guess they're doing like a a little bit of a. I don't know if they're doing like a remaster or like a.
1: Yeah, this very much feels in that same vein of the couple other games we mentioned where it was just like, we need to get our game on.
0: Yeah, we need to get all three of these games on Switch. Everybody's <laughs> buying a Switch. Just throw them on there.
1: There's one that you haven't mentioned yet that is very much that.
0: Let's see. Uh, Disco Elysium, I'm sure. Is no, that.
1: no, no. That's just going on to all this eventually because uh, they had exclusivity. That's, that's now they're eventually making it.
0: Let's see. What else is coming out? Deltarune?
1: No. Uh, do you want me to just say it? Yeah, just go go there, it. Um, they're putting the Knights of the Old Republic game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The
0: yeah, so they, original game. The original <laughs> not game, the not original. remastered, just the original game. Yeah, because the, I'm sure the new game will not run on a switch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of that, to get to another piece of news, um, the it was weird seeing the Dying Light 2 trailer and just calling it the Cloud Edition.
0: Well, that's what they have to do now because... Yeah. Games like that will not run natively on the Switch, so they have to call it something else because it's not actually yeah, it was, being played by the Switch. It's being played by a computer somewhere and streamed to a Switch.
1: Yeah, it was just weird seeing it, knowing that they have to do that, and good on Nintendo for actually doing it. Um, but yeah, just the fact that, oh yeah, we there are system's not powerful enough to do this. You're not going to get a hard copy version of this. So all the collectors are going to be pissed off about that.
0: Um it, it is what it is, right?
1: Yeah. Um uh, but you know, if, if it if Dying Light Two comes out, no matter how that game is and performance wise it's good through the cloud, I think it's gonna open the switch up to so many other games that they haven't even tried to put on there.
0: Well, the new um Guardians game is gonna be cloud only also. So yeah. I feel like those two are like the measuring stick to See how yeah, they're the guinea well, pigs, essentially. How well they work.
1: You know just so that these work, then you'll get call of duty and you know,
0: yeah, you'll start to see Madden, things like that again. Cause EA has got their own program. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk about the, the last uh, reveal they did, and then we'll go into the, the switch online. So yeah. I was watching the direct and I was like, are they, are, are they making astral chain 2? Because <laughs> yeah. they did a, a, a like a, a uh, fake out on you because the like the mascot from Astral Chain shows up for some reason, and you're like, "What's yeah. he doing here?" And then all of a sudden, Bayonetta shows up and destroys the thing. So yeah, I thought that it, was pretty funny.
1: Yeah, and and watching the trailer the second and third time through, uh, the the tip off happens um, because he's wearing a platinum hat and not like not the you combat. know, you know, yeah, it, it's got the P with the star yeah. in it. Hat. So it's sort of like that's the platinum dog, I guess. Um, but yeah, it was the. I don't know if you did this, but um, when when the uh, the it's subtitles first came up, I was like, "What game is this?" I know those subtitles. Like I was like, "This." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it was it,
0: like I. It looks super familiar. Like I, again, I thought it was Astral Chain because these two like yeah. giant things were about to fight each other and i feel like they they're gonna take a lot of stuff from astral chain and put it in bayonetta three because now you can control kaijus or whatever they're calling them i don't know demon kaiju yeah
1: yeah it was yeah it was just you know it was, it was one of those things like and then as soon as she shows up, like, oh, yep it totally makes sense.
0: totally get yeah. it now
1: yeah it, it 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 looks like a bayonetta game on switch
0: <laughs> yeah
1: i don't know how else to describe it without making it sound like i'm like being negative. I um, feel
0: like Bayonetta will eventually come to the piece because yeah. Bayonetta One and I think Bayonetta Two is also on the piece. So I imagine eventually you might see Bayonetta three.
1: Yeah, but whatever they had to do to get Bayonetta three out is fine. Like yeah. um the the thing that I was curious about, I don't I haven't played either of the games to completion, which I should play them. Um but there was a lot of theories about whether this is a prequel.
0: That's interesting,
1: because of the way her hair is. Because it's braided. It looks like like a. It looks like uh, I saw someone say the way the hair is looks like the hair from like a photo of younger Bayonetta in one of the games.
0: I don't know. That that would be interesting. Uh, yeah. Also, it looks like there may be a Devil May Cry crossover. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We've yet to. I mean, there's so little known about Bayonetta three still. Mm-hmm. That they like they still they all they said for Bayonetta three was 2022. They don't have any idea when. To me that says November or October of 2020. But that may not even happen. Uh, All right, so let's get into like the big thing. Well, I guess we got to. We'll just mention there's going to be a Super Mario movie, and
1: (laughs) Jack Black's going to be Bowser.
0: Jack Black is going to be Bowser, and Keenan Michael Key is going to be Toad. So
1: So those are the most important um casting choices
0: it's all you know one else
1: weird was cast it in that movie
0: nope there was no weird stuff (laughs) happening in this movie at all
1: uh the thing i i don't know if he's deleted it at this point but i saw the video from um what's his name uh chris chris pratt pratt yeah i keep keep wanting to say chris pine and i'm (laughs) sort of stopping myself um Chris Pratt's Instagram where he sort of says that it was his dream to voice Mario because it was a game he played in the arcades or something that's uh, really...
0: I mean, he could have played it in the arcade, technically.
1: Yeah, no, it was a really... No, the video is, like, really weird. Like, it's sort of, like, wink and nod stuff. Like, if it's still up, go watch it and just see if I'm crazy listeners out there Um, that it didn't feel, like, 100% sincere. It's, like, more him being passive-aggressive and everybody and he pissed off that he's Mario. Um. <laughs> So, but um, besides that, I think I don't, I got obsessed with watching all the react streams from like the big, um, you know, couple personal streamers I watch and then, you know, the big outlet that actually watched it and every one of them mm-hmm. lost it when Seth Rogen came up as Donkey Kong.
0: I, I love it, that, that casting.
1: It was like, it was like, it was what broke them to just <laughs> to come like, everything else was like, aha, you know, Chris Pratt, Charlie Day, you know, ah, King of and then Seth Rogen came up, and it was just, like, headphones off, just mute the microphone and just laughing. Um, because it really feels like a fever dream, the cast. feels like they movie. just
0: they just went down a list of people that were popular four or five years ago, and were like, yep, yeah. we need this person, this person, this person. Yep, we need all of them. We'll figure out yeah. who they're playing. Yeah. We just yeah. need them on this, this movie.
1: The funny part is the only two that really I'd have to look that like have done any really popular um, or have like history with it. Well, Jack Black's done a lot of voiceovers.
0: Um, I mean, so is Chris Pratt. And Chris
1: I'm sure the other ones have done other ones, but it's funny that, you know, the one that's getting the most beat on, which is probably because he, if you're, if you think Mario's Italian, not picking an Italian American to do, it, and then just hope that Chris Pratt's not going like a "It's me, I'm a Mario," with a spaghetti, you know, you know, being really offensive about it. Yeah. Um, well,
0: I mean, that's Mario's voice, so it's not really that offensive.
1: But it, but like meaning like if he like really leans into it, yeah, and not <laughs> not being Italian, it starts to come off as you know offensive. Um, but yeah, that the craziest part, and this is the last thing we'll say about it, is that. I come from the feeling that you either let Charles Martinet do everything or you don't involve him at all. Giving him this petty, Oh yeah. You get some cameos. Sure. Yeah, it's, yeah.
0: It's weird that they were just like, Oh yeah, he's going to be in it. We're not going to say what he is, but he'll be in it. Like, that's weird to me.
1: He's like, I, unless if they're doing some sort of like split where he plays like jump man, you know, and Mario's different than jump man, you know, sort of thing. Um, the only thing they could be doing is that he's going to play all the voices that are like, like Yoshi and you know, the characters that have voices, but don't actually speak words. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It um, makes sense. You know, and he's just going to do all those. characters. Yeah. I don't know.
0: I guess we'll, I guess we'll find out. I didn't,
1: uh, they, they better be giving him a whole lot of money because I just feel bad for the guy has done all these voices for 20 years or more. Like they, so
0: long he, they've been doing it and then, Oh yeah, you're not going to get to do sorry
1: yeah yeah even if they just gave him one role like he was luigi right sure Something. i don't know
0: <laughs> I, I guess they're trying to not make them you know the the same i i imagine it'll be a different universe essentially like the yeah, marvel, like like the comics more like the marvel yeah. comics and the marvel movies are different universes i imagine it'll be
1: yeah i just i just get worried um that he'll that Miyamoto or Nintendo or whoever made decisions got caught in that Kojima trap where it's more worried about the name, you know, of the actor than if, than the person who oh. can actually do the part. Yeah. You know,
0: are you you talking about Keeper Sutherland?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Specific. And even like a, an idea of doing like a, um, what's her name? The, the, I'm not even going to remember it. The, the French actress that's in the that place, fragile and, um, at Death Stranding. Yeah, like, I know. You, I... you could, have, for how little she's in that game, relatively, <laughs> um, you could have found the voice actor <laughs> to do yeah. that. Oh yeah. Um, and not had to get her. But yeah, that's why I'm just hoping they're not falling into. The-
0: yeah. So I well I'm sure we'll hear more about it. As I, I'm sure I'm I again, it's a weird thing that they would talk about it and then just because I was so confused that I thought it was going to be a live action movie when they first talked about it, but I. I then re it. Oh, it's going to be animated. That makes me feel a little bit better. Anyway, let's get to the big topic. Uh, finally, some more stuff is coming to Switch Online. We're getting N64, and we're getting, even more surprising, Sega Genesis.
1: Yes. Who, who
0: saw that coming?
1: I want to know. It's, Sega's relationship with Nintendo is really weird. Um, in that, I could see them... I could see Sega approaching Nintendo yeah, and going... I... You know,
0: I can see that too.
1: You know, you you will get people to subscribe to the thing if you do us with N64. Just give us a, you know, cut us a little checker.
0: Yeah, it's the weird thing is though, like a lot of the games that are in the lineup, you can buy in the eShop, which is weird to me. Like you could buy a bunch of these games in that in the eShop already, but they're also going to be on, which is fine. That's fine. I'm more excited about N64 because I think. Again, I think like them doing the 3D All-Stars, the Super Mario 3D All-Stars, was kind of a test to see how well they could get that emulator working before they went and released all these games on Switch Online. Yeah. And some interesting games in here. Um, Obviously, you got to have Super Mario 64 and Ocarina of Time and Mario Kart and Star Fox. But Sin and Punishment is one of those games that nobody really knows about. Um, unless you're like really into retro gaming because sin and punishment was a Japanese only, um, on rail shooter that not many people know about. And it's supposed to be one of the best on rail shooters. There are, there are, and they, they had a sequel come out for the Wii, but again, it was just not really well known. And I think that it's going to be like one of those sleeper games that all all of a sudden people are going to find out about and everybody's going to want another sin and punishment.
1: Yeah. And, um, yeah, just like, uh, yeah, just like wind back
0: yeah exactly you know? like weird stuff like that
1: uh, I, I had the same reaction it was fun watching other streamers have it when they were doing the montage and it popped up and I was like is that, that wind
0: back yeah it looks like weird games like that and I'm glad that they at least said like oh this other stuff is going to come too," like banjo um, yeah. Paper Mario F-Zero X F-Zero X got me really pumped because I'm an F-Zero yeah. Stan
1: yeah and they had, <laughs> didn't they had on there
0: yeah, Majora's Mask was like the first one. They said they were like, "Oh yeah, Majora's Mask is obviously coming if Ocarina is coming." So, but yeah, Kirby sixty four. We were talking about that before. It's a weird side scrolling game on the on a the N sixty four. So you can go yeah, check I'm that just, out
1: too. I'm just hoping that this year ends, they would have announced it by now. I'm still holding out hope for Wind Waker on Switch. <laughs> Because now may... all all the, all the um, you know, I have the ability to play all the Zelda games I like when I get my top five. Yeah. You know, on Switch right now, outside of Windows.
0: Well, hopefully they will get the hint after Skyward Sword i will release. Yeah, uh, they,
1: they just got to get everything off Wii U and just put it on Switch.
0: Yeah, at this point, you might as well just, anything that was on the Wii U, just put it on Switch. Uh, some of the interesting ones in the Sega lineup, uh, Musha, which is a really rare uh, shooter, it's like a vertical scrolling shooter where you're like a mech. Uh, is It's one of the, it's regarded as one of the best vertical scrolling shooters of all time, especially well, one of the best ones for the Genesis at least. And it's like super good to try to buy it. So the fact that it's going to be on this is really cool. They've got, uh, of course, they've got Sonic and Streets of Rage two, Castlevania Bloodlines, Contra Hardcore. These are the games that people purchase a Genesis to play. <laughs> Fantasy Star four, Shinobi three these are all like triple a genesis games so if you are a genesis fan and have no other way to play these games even though they've been emulated on about every system um this will be a good way for you to play it and the fact that they're also releasing controllers for both things i'm a little sad that the u.s is only getting the three button controller again um, i was was
1: wondering if you're going to mention that
0: the because japan is getting a six button controller but yeah. we're getting the 3 button controller for some stupid reason. I understand that that's like the Genesis the 90s Genesis controller when people think of a Genesis controller it's that one, but you got to give you got to give people the the 6 button controller especially if you're going to want to put game like games that really use it like if you're going to put fighting games and stuff on it, you got to have that 6 button. But anyway, I'm going to buy all of this crap even though it's going to was... cost more money. <laughs> because they ca- they're calling it the expansion pack course they are because that's what you need to play any freaking n64 game
1: yeah and it is well is very much needed in terms of you know i was enjoying my deal of spending 20 dollars a year and getting all those games that we were getting of you know of course at some point they would have
0: yeah i mean it's it was inevitable we all knew it was going to happen but i'm really excited i'm just gonna i'm more excited i think for the controllers than anything just because I'm going to have a Bluetooth N64 controller, and that's going to be awesome. Um, but yeah, um, looking forward to it very much. But um, I think that's going to do it for the Nintendo Direct. We're going to move right on into our retro roulette game, which is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater for the PlayStation 1. Mark, I, we've been joking about this for like months, I think, since, since Tony Hawk 1 and 2 Remake came out, that, yeah. you, that you've that you never played the original Tony Hawk, and now yeah. you finally got the 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 uh, the time to play it.
1: Yeah. So um, I the beginning of this, I'll say I have a feeling I think I would have more fun with the later games. Yes, because I started to figure it out a little bit. But the PS one and the controls in the first game um, were hindering me. Um, I think the main thing that I, I started to get to understand the, um, you know, grabbing and all that stuff and then doing, you know, the tricks and all. Um, By the end, I just I couldn't figure out how to get high a a lot of air. Um, So maybe that's just a a me thing and, you know, I should look it up. But um, I was able to get to the mall, um, get enough tapes to get to the mall. I somehow got a big trick that got me uh, one of the tapes um, by switching rails without even trying um, and then still landing the trick. (laughs) So um, or else I probably wouldn't have got to the mall. Um, But yeah, it, it. I can see the appeals to the game, and I would really like to either try the remake or maybe Tony Hawk 3. Uh, yeah, I, I, see
0: it. I would say I feel like those games aged way better just because of the yeah. controls and things like that.
1: Yeah, and there was no um, analog in this. Yeah, because um, yeah, everything's
0: is, a button combo. So yeah. like, you have to do, like, especially for like your special tricks, it's like up-down, whatever, up-down circle yeah. or things like that, so... Have, using analog is tough. I never use analog on Tony Hawk games unless I'm like yeah. just doing like a driving mission in Thug or something like that. But I always used yeah. to use digital.
1: Yeah, it's just the um, you know, the um, the the be like the um, the muscle memory to go to the analog sticks is hard to break. Yeah, um, yeah I get So, it. so yeah, but but um, I think the only thing I didn't get by the end was how to score really really high and I think it's just because I couldn't figure out how to get enough air to do good enough tricks or even use the specials and stuff like that but it felt the way I thought it felt I liked it better than aggressive inline in terms of uh, like after going through the runs a few times you know figuring it out Um, so um, if I can get the remakes for really cheap on some kind of maybe super sale on steam or something like that they're on steam right
0: Yes. Yeah. You know, maybe that, maybe or... I'll
1: experience that.
0: But... There's also a PS5 version.
1: Yeah. So, you know, if they, if they get super cheap at some point, you know, I'll, I'll test it out, um, to see if it's worth it. I'm, I'm probably not going to spend anywhere near, um, as they're go- going through this and just going, yeah. you know,
0: yeah. Like, like I said, know? like, I'm thinking 10, 15 bucks would be what you want to spend yeah. on that game.
1: Yeah. So, but I did enjoy it. Um, I, I, I turned the, um, uh, I had the music, you know, a little bit lower, you know, even though that's the best part of the game, but, um, you know, I just wanted to concentrate and try to, you know, figure out how to play it. Um, I played it a few hours. Like I said, I got to the, got to the mall and couldn't figure out, um, how to get up to get the tea and skate. And it just got frustrating. And I'm just like, yeah, I, I get it. You know, yeah. um, I wouldn't have been able to do any of the competition. So that would have been, that would have been done after the mall. Yeah. Um, so like
0: the the biggest issue with the first games are that they're more the physics are more realistic and get, doing like combos and stuff is way more difficult because there's no way to really chain together any any combos. So you kind of have to just do a whole bunch of stuff in the air and hope you don't fall or do a bunch of grinds and tricks in, in between the grinds. It's really the only way to get high scores in that game. And the the physics being more realistic will cause you to not be able to do all that stuff that you want to do. But yeah, I if if you liked this game, I'd say Tony Hawk Two and Three, and maybe even four, are way they aged way better.
1: It'll be yeah. I might I might end up you know uh, calling my uncle and getting you know Tony Hawk Three, and trying it out.
0: Yeah, I, I'd recommend it. But yeah, I I really like this game still. I mean, obviously, the music is a, is a big deal to me. I This kind of was the soundtrack to everybody's childhood, I think, at this point. Like, if as soon as Superman starts playing, you're like, yep, it's 1999 or whatever it was when this game yeah. came out. But yeah, uh, like I said, the, the physics were a little more realistic in this game. There wasn't as much stuff to do, which I don't think is a bad thing. I think towards, like, Tony Hawk 4 and stuff, there was almost too much stuff to do. So the fact that they kept it to this, like, specific list of things to do in each level i think kind of made it a little better it it gave you more direction especially when you only have 2 minutes to do a run but i used to be good enough where i could go like one run and do everything in one run but i am not that good anymore but uh it's still a lot of fun and if you like skateboarding or even if you don't like skateboarding you just like the idea of skateboarding uh i'd recommend checking this out but yeah if you want to check out Tony Hawk 1 at this point I'd recommend getting either. I'd either recommend playing Tony Hawk 2 or getting the uh, remaster because the remaster plays very well. It plays a lot like the original games, but it allows you to do the stuff that they added into the other games, like reverts and manuals and stuff that is just missing from Tony Hawk 1 because they weren't able to get those things. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, highly recommend it. Uh, let's give it a score real quick. Mark, what do you give this game?
1: Yeah. So, um, and this is uh, if reviewers slant. As they say, Um, I'll give it a a three and a half um, because I can see all the bones there for the great games that come after it. Um, The soundtrack is good, um, at least for what you want for a skateboarding game. And I there wasn't any like real game breaking issues that weren't because of my own um, inability to, uh, you know, understand the controls. um so like i said the other games are probably in the four to five range um from what i've heard so a good three and a half here just because um at the time this is probably much higher on everyone's list but but time as you said has not treated this game well
0: yeah i totally agree i think three and a half is a perfect score for this game because game games later in the series just did everything better this was a groundbreaker for sure but i i think once you get up into the twos, threes, and fours, and maybe even if you like Thug and Thug 2, uh, those games do things a bit better. And I uh, I, still really love Tony Hawk 1. It's got a uh, soft spot in my heart, and I uh, I would highly recommend even checking it out if you are into skateboarding though, or just want some 90s nostalgia. All right. I think it's time to spin the wheel. All right, we got a good one, Mark, playing Blaster Master for the NES. <laughs> I think this, this this may go like Bionic Commando level for Jen. We'll see. We'll see what she thinks when she when she comes yeah. back from the dead.
1: <laughs> yeah, Blaster Master is definitely on that level of game yeah. that I've heard I, a lot about, but I haven't really played a lot myself.
0: Yeah, I, I've dabbled. I've never gotten very far in it, so this should be interesting to play on stream. I'm looking forward to it, though. I, I always like i'm i'm glad i've it's been a while since we've had like a, a original nes game so i'm happy we finally got another one but uh i think that's gonna wrap it up yep. for us this evening um mark before we get out of here do you want everybody to know about our family of podcasts okay,
1: so we have our D podcast stranger damies airs every other wednesday so if you're listening to this episode when it airs um the new episode for stranger damies uh will be next week uh they're, the way we have it is alternating Game Ball Pod one week, Stranger Damies another week, so it's a good way to track it. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Stranger Damies, um, and we're going to be putting all of our photos and stuff on there now that we're uh, uh, doing it in person again and not over the internet. So a lot more content going to be coming to the Instagram, um, so be on the lookout for that. Um, we have our movie podcast, they call this movie, airs every Thursday. You can follow it on Instagram and Twitter at damy MainDamy.com is our, our website where all of our content lives, um, all the podcasts, um, and it's 31 Days of Horror, which is coming up for October. Um, so just be on the lookout for that. Um, it's a great time of year to get started um, with the website. Um, and then we stream on twitch.tv slash I'm currently three days a week. Um, We do Mondays, which is Tom's Retro Stream, where he plays either the Retro Roulette game or an old RPG. Uh, Wednesdays is our multiplayer night, where the three of us get together um, uh, when schedules um, permit. uh, And we play through um, a multiplayer shooter, usually. We're currently doing Halo, um, the Master Chief Collection. And then Thursdays is my co-op night. Me and Jen are going through the uh, game It Takes Two. had a lot of fun the last couple nights. Our last couple times doing it. um, Looking forward to finishing that game. I think we're almost at the end. um, So it should be good. And then um, we might be opening up some weekend streams now that, you know, not much going on and we should be home a lot more. So maybe we'll have some fun grab bags or just uh, random streams on the weekend. Just make sure you keep an eye on the Twitter. Because as uh, Tom will let you know, um, uh, we are the same in all places. So. Yeah. Go ahead,
0: yep. Tom. Yep. So uh, make sure you you're subscribed on our uh, our Twitch channel, our YouTube channel, every, and we uh, on our Twitter and Facebook at Game Vault Pod on all of those all of those services and Instagram. I should also mention. Uh, but yeah, if you are listening to this, the day it comes out on Monday. Check into the stream. We're going to be playing Blaster Master. So if you're playing along at home, load it up and let us know what you think uh, before. Before we finish up, I also want to mention that we're an affiliate of Stone Age Gamer. If you have a need for any retro console accessories, whether it be power supplies, controllers, uh, cables, anything you might need, go on over there via the link in the description, or uh, I believe we have it on our Twitter as well. So if you want to check it out, go through that link. Anytime you purchase something, it gives us a little kickback, and it allows us to make those streams and podcasts better for you guys. So thank everybody for hanging out tonight. And I hope everyone is staying safe and being well. For Mark, I'm Tom, and we will catch you guys in the next one.